Welcome to the new Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new Earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello and welcome to the New Earth Architectress. This is the first episode of this very sacred vessel that I am opening up for you high achieving women architects and designers who are hearing the call to step into a new paradigm way of designing, to step into uh, the new earth way of designing and a way that is totally in tune with your, your soul's mission, your divine calling and aligned with spirit and the evolution of consciousness and where we're headed. So I been receiving messages, the nudges for some time now, uh, you know, a few months, let's say a few months, it's been really ramping up. Um, I've been hearing the nudges to open this, this vessel for you uh, and gather the, 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 um, the pioneers, uh, the leaders, the, uh, the women who are going to weave in spiritual wisdom with the way they design. And it's really the early beginnings of a movement. And I'm so excited to be sparking it with this New Earth Architectress podcast. It's a space to explore. It's a space to uh, imagine and manifest your dream design modality, your dream business, and and tune into the temple that you are and tune into a new way of of co-creating with Gaia, with the land, with the nature spirits, and with your soul and also your clients. Without all the grind, without all the stress, without all the 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 pain and struggle and the martyrdom that we have experienced for uh, so long under the conventional architecture model. And this is this is where I'm going to come to the first. The name of this episode is why I gave up conventional architecture and boldly created my own spirit led business. Well, there's a lot to this story, and I'm excited to share this with you in today's episode. Um, I have been working as an architect for 20, ah, nearly 20 years now, and I've been an employee at various architecture firms in, at, in different parts of the world, as well as the uh, the the principal of my own design studio, which I ran uh, in Turkey for quite some time. 
So I've experienced both. I've, I've experienced being an employee and I've experienced running my own, my own practice. And this is, this is before the birth of my son. And I have, uh, I recall many, many agonizing nights, uh, of crying, of emotion, of feeling extremely stressed and under pressure, um, really fed up with the grind and the um, the overextending and overworking that we that I did and that I saw my colleagues were doing and the associates and the principals of the offices uh, doing uh, when it come when it came to client relations. So lots, lots of overworking, lots of overdesign. Um, sure, there were a lot of um, systems put in place to make sure that we didn't overdesign and that, you know, that things are flowing efficiently and that the firm doesn't lose money, et cetera. But in general, um, there was this, there's this sense of uh, we're serving the client and uh whatever the client wants goes and uh, we're, we're just generally overworking for, for that client. I also noticed, well, we were working really late hours, you know, lots of overtime, um, many, like just this, this world of constant deadlines, 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 deadlines. Um, and of course, some offices manage, you know, aren't as deadline driven than others. And there are different uh, cultures in various offices. I've experienced um, offices where there's much more of a family feeling and others where it's like, basically like competition. And if you left, you know, at 6 p.m. in the evening, uh, you'd get the looks from other people, you know, why is she leaving early? You know, everyone was, were trying to prove themselves. Oh God, now that I think about it, it's just like, it was horrible, you know? And I was, I was a young architect and I just, I was confused. I didn't know what was going on and I didn't understand why people weren't communicating properly and why what there wasn't um, the best teamwork. Now, I, I have worked in offices where there's phenomenal teamwork and I've learned so much from my experience uh, working there. So um, I, you know, the grind, the stress, the overworking, the overextending, um, you know, I remember thinking like, why are we working on like 10 or 15 different project layouts for a house project? Right. And I was just like, this is just like too much work. And I knew those were the, the, the early beginnings where I was just like, there must be a way to streamline this and there must be a way to do it while being healthy, <laughs> while being healthy while connecting with nature and connecting with the client on a deeper level, I just knew like we could just streamline everything and, and be, and be laser precise and be aligned and in tune with our bodies and then give birth to 
the ideal project for the client, the optimal project, actually, that's even a better word, the optimal project for that given moment, for that divine timing, for that space. Now, the, the, the language, the spiritual language wasn't flowing as, um, as it is now. Uh, and so that made me confused because I could feel something. I could sense something. My body was telling me, you have to stop Aisha. Like, this is just not the way to do things anymore. This is just not the way to do things anymore. It's not the way to design. There's a big piece of the puzzle missing. So what did my body do? It got sick constantly. I was in a perpetual, like my immune system was so low. I um, was miserable. I would come home after working and, you know, looking back on my day going, oh my God, I just spent the whole day in front of the computer. And I'm a very sensitive person. Uh, I can sense energy and, uh, you know, just sitting in front of all the tech, the screens for so long and my body and my hips, you know, sitting on a chair, uh, it just, you know, it was, it was doing a lot of damage to my body, but I was still holding on. I was still holding on, you know, I was, I was, and still am a really successful designer. And so you, you think, okay, look, Aisha, you just got to deal with it. You're going to deal. You just have to deal with the grind. You have to deal with putting up with, um, you know, what, whatever the client wants or, or even on the other side of it, like, you know, just drive this concept in because the head of the firm wants it that way. Or, um, or just go through all these options. And, and anyway, just, just, I'm t- getting tangled a little bit now. Let me just focus a line, a line, a line. So what I mean is I was holding on to that part of me that was a success, you know, was a success, a really good designer, um, doing my work well, right. And thinking, okay, you know what, this is, this is the way it's gotta be. You know, I'm, I'm looking at all these other, you know, architecture offices, other, um, uh, colleagues of mine, and you just, you deal with it. This is, you just, you accept and you deal with it. Um, again, again, I'm not saying that all architecture practices are like, you know, just like doom and gloom. Like, I'm not saying that I've seen so many amazing teams. So one, one deeper layer we're going to go now is, uh, it was, it was just so clear that I had a different mission, a different purpose. And my shadow side was also, you know, experiencing all this stress and ag- agony and sickness. My shadow side was also starting to blame my colleagues or blame uh, the practice or blame conventional architecture. And I was Losing, I was spending a lot of energy on this blaming. I was spending a lot of energy on getting sick all the time and trying to recoup and, and overworking 
and overworking in a way that I knew deep down was so not aligned with the new earth. It's so not aligned with the new paradigm and where we are headed as a collective, where we are headed as humanity, where we are headed as powerful women architects and designers who are ready to change things on this planet and give nature a voice. Give nature a voice, give Gaia a voice, give mother nature a voice. Doesn't matter if we're working in the city or out in the countryside or in the forest. She is everywhere. She is everywhere. She is deeply vibrating within the cells of the earth, within the cells of every single property that you work with, no matter whether or not it's beautiful or ugly. So going back to my story, it came, it came to a point, the buildup was really, you know, the max buildup was a year before COVID hit, a year before the pandemic hit. And at the time I was working part-time and I knew I was going to start this business, a business that is totally weaving in the magic of of my intuitive powers, spiritual wisdom with a totally new way of designing with my clients and with, with properties, with the land. So prior to the pandemic hitting, it was about a year before um, I hit some pretty big climaxes with, with my illness and my body was just saying, okay, it's time to stop. And I received, I, I received many messages from cosmic beings, from Gaia, from the nature spirits. And I could feel, I could feel the, the urge and the buildup build up so much that it was actually very much in my throat area. And it was, it was needed. I was, it was needed that I, um, I, I broke free. I unleashed my, my, my magic and started to speak and come out of hiding, start to speak about the world of spirit openly in all different kinds of circles, not just save it for my friends at yoga class, right? Not just not save it, uh, you know, for clients who I think are more open or what? No, you just speak and whoever is open to it, is open to it and whoever isn't isn't and it's fine right and of course you select you know the right time and place to talk about certain things and 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 not but uh it was in and i and i listened i finally listened to that that nudge and oh man i just i just remember you know like quite you know I finally decided to quit this part-time job. I was working on building my, my side business, but it was this, I was constantly like delaying it, delaying it. And, um, and I, Oh no, what happened? Oh my God. This is so funny. I'm actually even forgetting, you know, what happened? I got fired. I got fired from my part-time job. There was a sickness and illness um, that I went through that was extremely painful. And I um, soon after got 
uh, fired from my job. And it was such a blessing in disguise. It was such a blessing. And this was such, it was so not aligned. Like this office was, I mean, I knew it was a part-time kind of transitional thing, but it was just like, it was the last, you know, it was the last, (laughs) it was the last piece. And, um, and the universe supported me, the universe supported me in that. And, um, I felt so free in that moment. Oh my God, this is so funny. This is so funny. That was the last piece. That was the last piece. Sorry. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm just mixing this all up because time is, is you know, I've got to draw out the timeline. I did quit the last job. So this was the one prior. This was the one prior. It was a part-time job. I got fired and it was a, a serious kick in the butt for me. After a year after I was working with a great office and, and then I decided to quit um, because it was, that was the point where it was really, really building up. Oh, geez. Oh, I got it all tangled. Anyway, the point is, the point is, Something built up within me so strongly that my body was um, revolting. My body was revolting and saying, it is time, Aisha, it is time. Now, building up to this point, you know, I like, why, why did I start to tune into my intuition? How, how did I start to listen to it? Um, What? You know, how, why, why did I feel ready Um, prior to, well, you know, going back all the way to university, I began to look, research, uh, I began to do research on esoteric wisdom, uh, meditation, healing spaces, temples, sanctuaries. And this was, this was kind of a slow you know, I slowly started to to research these um, these aspects of architecture or realms. Let's say that's a better word: realms of architecture. And I just and through my friend, uh, I learned about Rudolf Steiner and anthroposophic architecture. And Rudolf Steiner is a, he's a mystic. People call him a mystic. He's a philosopher. Uh, you know, he's the, the initiator of the biodynamic farming movement, the Waldorf schools, and is, a, is, is has the capacity to, to see into different realms and into the big pictures of the evolution of humanity. And so I started to, it just, I was drawn to it. You know, it's, it's, you're meant when you're meant to do it, you're meant to do it. And, and books find you, right. Books find you, people find you, um, resources find you, source finds you. And building up to the birth of my son, I started to get into, you know, do a lot of yoga, uh, meditation, and, and all, you know, this was in parallel with working either as an employee or running my own practice. Then after the birth of my son, my spiritual gifts skyrocketed. They skyrocketed. It was a, it was an initiation. I was fortunate enough 
am fortunate enough to have given a natural birth um, uh, with yeah, totally natural birth. And it was an incredible initiation. And I'm so grateful for, for my son and how much he teaches me. And this was a key turning point, another key turning point in my life at age 33. And I decided to stay at home for the first few years to raise my son. I was fortunate enough that my husband could support me. And uh, we were living in Turkey at the time. Um, and um, and I, I started to read and meditate, read and meditate. And I prior to that, I started teaching at an architecture school as well and discovered how much I um, I love teaching as well. So another key point in my life, the birth of my son, spiritual gifts skyrocketing and uh, and the keys of or the, the, the parts of me, I felt like I was starting to collect and to remember to remember all these pieces of me that were lost, to remember all the pieces of me that were lost, the pieces that are from parallel lives, perhaps past lives, perhaps future lives, the pieces of my divine genius, the pieces uh, linked to my higher purpose, linked to my divine calling. And this was all, I was starting to, you know, it's like a treasure hunt, right? Trying to, to, to pick up all these pieces again and put myself back together whole. I think of the, uh, the myth of Osiris, uh, the, one of the gods of the Egyptian pantheon, and Isis, um, his sister and wife, after he uh, got dismembered and all of his bones and body parts uh, spread across at different temple sites in Egypt. I mean, I won't be telling you the story exactly. You'll need a, a scholar for that, or I'd have to go back to some of my books that, that I've been uh, devouring uh, for so many years. Um, but but it's like in Isis, Gaia, uh, Mother Mary energy, she's bringing, uh, collecting the bones back and, and, and making the, the, the human whole again, making Osiris whole again. So why I gave up conventional architecture to boldly create my own spirit-led business. So all the pieces, the clues were coming together. But at that time, it was still this parallel, running this, still this parallel, two shows running at the same time. One show, this, you know, the, the, the seeker, the, um, the, the spiritual explorer, researcher, you know, meditator, uh, exploring yoga, and then, you know, the successful architect, the designer, you know, working at firms and, you know, enjoying a lot of it as well, right? But at a certain point, these, these two lives needed to merge. But as they merge, 
something new comes out of it. Something totally new gets birthed. And so I, after the birth of my son, continued with meditation um, and, and, you know, and motherhood, right? That could, that's a whole other spiritual um, exercise in itself. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a totally, um, of course, challenging and, and extremely rewarding, uh, uh, experience and still is, still is, um, I, at a certain point, you know, I decided to, to give up on the conventional architecture and I, I started to study what is called alchemical energy healing. Uh, this is designed, birthed by uh, the great, uh, wonder, an amazing healer, Nikki Scully, uh, and my teacher Nicole Baylog in Ontario guided me through um, the training of this. And the the, the most amazing thing is, um, you know, this 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 healing modality is inspired by um, or is is deeply rooted in the ancient Egyptian mysteries and uh, the energies that we work with as healers uh, and collaborate with uh, as healers and the Healy um, are um, energies that are of the ancient Egyptian pantheon and the cosmos and the world and you know, everywhere, right? Uh, but they are the inspirers of, of this healing modality. And I remember a really clear moment uh, in, in the, like I, I had, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stop architecture for a while and I'm going to dive into this healing modality and I remember getting clear signals, even when I was doing healing sessions on others or uh, doing uh, group healing or, you know, in the presence of my teacher or doing meditation, the, the, <laughs> the, the gods and goddesses of the Egyptian pantheon, the, you know, or, you know, the, the energies that we were con- communicating with and working with, they would give me messages saying, Aisha, you are a builder of form. You're a builder of form. <laughs> You're a builder of beauty. You are a builder of the future. You must design. You are an architect. <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, <laughs> do I need, like, really, really? I wanted to give up. I totally was about to like completely give up architecture. And they're saying, no, you're just going to weave. You just need to weave in spirit and matter. You need to weave in spiritual wisdom with design and pave a totally new way. And at that moment, I got it. I got it. And I felt like all those pieces were fully put back into place. You know, the all the, the, the members of the temple, the parts of the temple, the column, the foundation, the roof, the sacred altar within, everything felt like it was put back into place in that moment. Now, did I get scared? Yes. 
was I like, what the hell am I going to do with this information? Uh, you know, I was scared to jump into the unknown because I was, I was, and still am paving the way for something so new that, you know, there's no reference point. So that's why it's so important to be tapped in to your inner knowing, your intuition, your connection with source and, and have, um, and take care of yourself, have self-care, be connected with nature and the land. And, and then you're going to receive the next steps, right? The next steps along the way. Let me take a look at my notes here. So I'm right now leading a business that is, you know, it is so lighting me up and because I made the decision and I, and I listened to spirit, I listened to nature. I listened to Gaia. I, I, I listened to my body. I am now, I am now leading the most prosperous business working with clients on my terms, like phenomenal clients on my terms. I'm working with on projects that I feel I can be in best service to and that nourish me. I'm working with, with other women, mentoring other women architects and designers in different parts of the world. So they can, so we craft and, and co-create their own unique signature modality. I'm having so much fun. I'm so lit up. I get to choose when, what day I work, what day I don't work. And I am on an international scale. So I can be working from wherever I want. Now, that model may not be for you, but the joy of it, the ease of it, the, 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 the future spunk of it. I don't know why that word came out, but it's like this like awesome awesomeness to be on the leading edge. There's this amazing sensation to be on the cutting edge and to relinquish being in, um, in the framework of the old paradigm. You know, a lot of that is the dollars per hours model, uh, the the victim model, the um, there's a, quite frankly the patriarchy is ingrained in that model. You know, it's yeah. So, but for for each and every one of you, a different signature energy modality will be birthed. The ones who are feeling the call, you are the ancient temple builders of the future. You are the ancient temple builders of the future, and you have the capacity within you to be honing your vessel, to be, to be uh, giving birth to the blueprints for the future, for our children, for future generations, and for the healing of this planet. And that's a whole other topic I'll get into another time. Uh, Gaia knows what she's doing. You know, this is, this is something beyond trying to be net zero or sustainable or this and that this is, I'm talking about something really deep here. I'm talking about bringing spirit 
nature spirits, Gaia, your soul, the soul of your client, your divine genius, bringing all of those elements to the design table and stop hiding. In the future, we'll be talking to the leaders of cities, the mayors, the uh, developers, builders in this way. In ancient times, we had the foundation stone ceremonies. We had the initiations. Buildings and gardens were designed as an expression of the cosmos. They were designed as an expression of the cycles of life. They were designed as an expression of, a vo of, of the voice of nature. Deep gratitude, deep acknowledgement, deep thanksgiving was part of the process of building. Sure, there were there was a lot of, you know, to build the great works of architecture, there was a lot of sweat and grind, uh, upon, you know, uh, you know, uh, on the part of laborers, etc. But I'm talking more on terms of the evolution of consciousness scale. What are we conscious of when we are designing? What are we not? What are we ignoring? Are we ignoring nature? Are we ignoring her whispers? Are we ignoring our intuitive wisdom? Are we ignoring our feminine power? I will leave you with these questions. And I'm so excited to co-create the new earth architectress with you. The new earth architectress. Sit with these three words. Sit within the energies of these three words and allow the blueprint for your new paradigm business or modality or way of being to appear. You are a leader, you are a pioneer. You are here to build the new earth. You may not know what it all looks like right now, and that's okay. What's important is you are hearing the impulse and that you're here. I look forward to collaborating with you all, and I'm so stoked for this new movement. I Look forward to connecting again on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into the New Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on Earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architectress movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, gule gule.